0: Welcome to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Welcome back to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. I am your host, William Spencer, alongside my great friend, Ace McQueen. Jalen, say what's up to the people, man. It's it's been a little bit. They miss you.
1: What's up, y'all? And uh, by the way, I'm (laughs) co-host. I'm not... I ain't just his yes, friend. you are the, I'm the uh I'm the mastermind
0: <laughs> behind this. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, Lord. See, see you always got to go just a little too far, you little li- <laughs> habitual line stepper. And coming on to the show today, Mr. LP Cruz, Mr. Stonehall Studio himself. You can check out his work on YouTube. When I say there aren't a lot of people that can break down film as well as him. I sincerely mean that. Like, If I need something analyzed on film, I go to this guy because his work, immaculate. You got to check out his YouTube channel, Stonehall Studio. Mr. LP Cruz, how you doing today?
2: Doing good, fellas, man. Thanks for having me back. Been way too long. Mm. Way too long. How y'all doing? Not a problem. Not a problem, man. What's been up?
0: Hey, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Everything is cool on my end. Ace, you good?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm good. My fault. <laughs> I was looking at you. I'm like, hey, this <laughs> man's skipping up, dog. No, no, yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, Zencast. We, we use Zencaster for our remote re- recording, and now it's, it's acting funny since we ain't used it in a while. It's, it's getting brand new. Yeah, but everybody can't in have this that,
1: you know. It's only. <laughs>
0: In this episode, we're going to be going over are you in or out some of the hot names in fantasy this offseason that uh, has they've been garnering attention, whether they've been coming back from injury, whether they're having new situations at quarterback. Uh, but these players have been getting a lot of attention uh, in fantasy circles. And so we're going to talk about a few of these names. They're kind of on the lower end, the lower tiers. But because of certain situations that have happened this offseason, they're getting a lot more attention, a lot more uh notice from the fantasy community so we're going to talk about these guys you know we got to go over the news uh is you know so much going on in the off season we're catching up on some of the news since we've started late this season so to start the show i wanted to ask you guys since we have since the the guys are here now um and i actually talked about this in our last episode but i wanted to get you guys perspective on the tyreek hill and Devontae adam comments because We know that they've been traded um, during the offseason. Tariq Hill is now in Miami. Uh, Devontae Adams is in Las Vegas with the Raiders. So, you know, their comments on their new quarterback situation was kind of funny. Like, Tariq Hill, you know, he got got a lot of attention for saying that uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Tua Tagovailoa, in terms of accuracy, he would take Tua over Patrick Mahomes. And then Devontae Adams kind of said that stupid. in terms of talent between Rodgers and Derek Carr, they're similar. So it's like stupid. I, I want you guys to weigh in on those two.
2: <laughs> stupid. Ace, tell me why. Tell me why you think both takes are stupid. Cause I, I want to hear it. Okay. All right. All right. So.
1: I'll start with Tyreek, the Devontae Adams and Derek Carr comparing to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not even going to comment on that. That's just that's just flat out stupid. Now, but the two and Mahomes, I don't understand why. Like when players go to different teams, they feel the need to go back and bash the other quarterback, go back and make it seem like things weren't what they were. But I mean. Let's let's be real. Tyreek like seriously, like let's be serious, okay? Number 1, um I am confused on how you can even compute accuracy when your quarterback throughout uh 12 or 13 games threw under 400 passes. He threw 388 passes. Mahomes threw 270 pa- more passes than he did. And Mahomes had a 66% uh accuracy where Tua had a 67.8 your quarterback isn't even allowed to throw, really. So you talk about accuracy. That's just that's that's just dumb. And then when you go to deep ball accuracy, I looked up some stats and usually I don't reference these people, but Pro Football Focus uh, ranking deep ball statistics and Mahomes obviously was ranked top tier. He's like number six completing 31 of 69 deep balls with seven touchdowns and two interceptions, 113 pass rating. Tua, on the other hand, only t- Taylor Heineke was worse as far as turnover-worthy plays uh, when you throw in a deep ball, which means his <laughs> stats ain't really what they, sh- what they are. His pass rating when targeting deep was 77 77- was a seventy-seven passer rating. So Tyreek Hill, who primarily is what a deep a deep ball specialist, right? He's a receiver yeah, he who benefits from is deep going ball. to one deep. That's not good news for you, bro. That's not good news for you, Tyreek. Your quarterback is accurate when you're running a three-yard slant, maybe, but when you're running down the field,
2: stats will point out that he's Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with that. I mean, the way you broke it down, I don't have the numbers to back that up, but I think we we watched enough games with Patrick Mahomes, and we, we I mean, we watch these games intently, right? And we know who he's compared to. We know what quarterback is compared to everybody in the, in the entire NFL. The thing with Patrick Mahomes is there are moments in games, and I can tell you in particular the Chargers yes. game last year on Thursday Night Football, where this guy wide open in the sl- in the in the uh, flat. Forgive me, in the flat, and he misses that guy. Yes. Now, if any other quarterback does that, even Tua Tagovailoa does that, it is national news. If Pat does it, we forget all about it. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about Patrick Mahomes. He's a phenomenal player. He's a great player. You and I have talked NBA before, but there's certain players in the NBA that no matter what they do, they, they walk on water. No matter what they do wrong, they still walk on water. Pat is that guy in the NFL. Where Pat will miss a guy wide open, crossing route, ball thrown behind the receiver, even in the Dallas game last year he threw a interception to jay ron curse on a ball that was thrown behind his tight end so it does happen to patrick mahomes more than we think you look at pro fo- um uh, not pro football focus pro football reference he's amongst that middle tier in on ball percentage or bad throw percentage. he's always in that tier that middle area of him missing throws is he a phenomenal passer? absolutely so no questions about it but Patrick Mahomes in his career has benefited from having a lot of help around him. A lot of guys that have speed, that have a high catch radius, that can make up for some errant throws deep, whether it be deep, across the middle of the field. And he's in a, in a very, very friendly, from a you know percentage point standpoint, he's in a very friendly QB system with Andy Reid. So it's one thing. It's a kind of a meeting of haves and have-nots on both sides where one guy has never had to do without, one guy until recently has had almost nothing with him. So now you look at Tua Tagovailoa and maybe his fantasy prospects. Um, I might take a flyer on Tua Tagovailoa late based on what he has around him. Now, is Pat more accurate? Mm, Yeah, I'm sure he probably is. But I don't think Tua has had this much help around him. So he may look better by proxy of having guys like Tyreek Hill, guys like Jalen Waddle, guys like Devontae Parker. I'm sorry, Parker's no longer there. But there's a lot of help coming in. Cedric Wilson, Mike Gusecki. There's a lot of help to kind of assist him in his progression.
1: But – no. But not to, cut you, not, not to cut you off, and then, Will, uh, I'm going to let you go, too. But outside of Tyreek Hill, the receiver core was not bad in Miami last season. And Jalen Waddle yeah. was also a deep threat as well. Um, Tyreek, obviously, is the ultimate deep threat. But Jalen Waddell is is no slouch either. Now, I know that's coaching staff. I know that's play calling. I know that's stuff beyond what Tua can control. But maybe, let's just say maybe – the coaches see him in practice, and know that's not his strong suit. So you know what, Waddle, run a, a, a five a five out,
2: and and take it, and try to take it to the house. That's it's not. I mean, is is that not what Tyreek does in right. Kansas City? Though is that not who Tyreek also is? Say that again. Is that not who Tyreek also is in Kansas City? It is, but but
1: the but the thing is as well, you know, Mahomes can get the ball down deep. Where we're not okay. sure about that with two. Like when I when I think about accuracy, I'm thinking about quarterbacks who could drop it in the bucket. Tough throws. Your your Mahomes, your Rogers, your Dak Prescott's, your Tom Brady's. The list goes on. Your Justin Herberts. Quarterbacks that I could depend on. If they're gonna throw the ball thirty times a game, I can expect twenty of those throws being dropped in the bucket. Tua, I I, I don't know if that's...
2: He hasn't had the opportunity to even showcase that yet. Let me ask this question, though. He played... How many games together last year were Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, who they I signed in the offseason, Mike Gusecki... Well, you said Will Fuller. I know he played a bunch of games.
1: <laughs> well, I'm saying,
2: how many games were they healthy together? Because we do have a lot to say about Tua Tagovailoa. He himself was not healthy either, and yeah, that's a personal games. problem. It's a personal thing, but... I mean, to that point, it's one thing when you have your weapons available and they're present to play. He hasn't had that benefit now. He's got a lot of help here. So as an individual thrower of the football, like you said, dropping in the bucket deep, having this deep ball accuracy, if you're playing on the level of uh, Heineke, we got a problem. But, again, it's all about who you have around you as well, guys that can make up for that deficiency with deep speed. And, you know, guy like Cedric Wilson, maybe, they can help you out a little bit across the middle. So, it's gonna be. It's yet to be seen. I think, and I think you have, you have some merit to what you're saying. Now, as far as why Tyreek... What's up with that, all the
0: faces, I'm, will?
2: I'm just I'm just
0: soaking it up in. Taking the
2: information. I'm just, this <laughs> is why <laughs> it's better to do a
0: podcast with people outside of being by yourself because you just get to sit back and listen to other people's opinions. And you have <laughs> neither of you have really said anything wrong, so it's not like I'm not gonna jump yeah, in like, just, "Well, just you shouldn't say right, that." Chaos. but Here's my thing, and and this just I'm just piggybacking off y'all because I have. Tua is one of my sleepers this year in fantasy. I think the addition of the Dang. the, the addition of having Tyreek Hill. I, I can agree with the sleeper, though. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Like you, like you said, Jalen, we don't know what Tua is going to be able to do because he's never had weapons like this before. He's He had Will Fuller play two games last season, and he went out with the rest of the year on a, on a bad finger. Devontae Parker was in and out all season. He only had Jalen Waddle and a Mike Isecki. But now they've added, you know, Cedric Wilson, Tariq Hill. Uh you got Jalen Waddle, who was very nice for what his role was last year. Mike Esecki is back. You added a bunch of running backs back there and Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, who are good pass catchers. You have of you have weapons now. And conversely, we don't know what Patrick Mahomes could look like this year. Could he take a hit without having a receiver as Dominant as Tyreek Hill out there now and we're going to get into that a little bit later because one of those uh the wide receiver room for
2: I, I mean I'm not saying he's going to
0: fall off the face of the earth I'm just saying without Tyreek Hill there is it possible that's yeah, all. right.
1: I mean like you said we'll talk about it later but I, I get I get both points I get both I, I get both what y'all both saying but as of right now Tyreek is speaking on right now there's just right now no way that a quarterback who throws 270 more passes to you, he shouldn't even be in the same atmosphere as far as accuracy or uh, completion percentage near you and you only threw 388 passes. That right there uh, shows me that if you extrapolate that out, I'm sure Tua's numbers more look
2: more like 62% completion. Mm,
1: maybe. More than this it, is it, it does 67%. is
2: possible, but, but the one thing that I will say, though, um, uh, and, and not to interrupt anybody, but the one thing that I will say about Tua, though, is if you look at who is his coach is now, who the coordinator is, one of the best things that guy did with the Niners was play-action passing and creating space across the middle of the field. So if you want to test Tua as a passer across the middle of the field off the play-action and maybe going deep, taking shots, you're going to see it, and you got the right guys to throw to. So however you feel about him as a deep-throw passer right now in this moment, it's going to be tested tenfold by what he has around him and the coach who has his whole oversight. You know, right in the crosshair. So we're gonna find out for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all want to touch on that that Derek Carr thing or not? Nah? So you guys are so good on that one.
1: What's what's both of y'all thoughts on the Derek Carr and Rodgers? We can all agree that's just
0: crazy, right? I mean, Adams is wilder, but i think go, <laughs> I'm going to hold you.
2: Uh, you <laughs> you're going right, from right. you going from the you
0: going from the reigning MVP to Derek Carr? And you know I'm not trying to throw shade on Derek Carr, but let's be real. There's a no, that's a but, see, but that's what,
1: that's why I hate it though because that's what that creates. It makes you look at Derek Carr like all right, come on, like it makes you diminish that what he's doing. And Derek Carr is a good QB. I mean, but when well, you put when you're him in the atmosphere him... of of Aaron Rodgers, then it makes it dumb, and and that's and that's my point. That then it okay. makes it dumb.
0: Yeah, but you. Devontae Adams is gonna big up his guy. No, we we that's went on, fine, we moved on to to up, Devontae Adams. That's fine.
1: You can big up <laughs> your guy without talk without talking about the like. Come on, bro, y'all play the game. They know more than we know. There's no way that you play in the game and you can tell me that their car is just as did, good did he as this wait. We're wait, 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 similar. Wait, wait. No, they're not similar. <laughs> did he say okay? Similar. Similar. Right? Similar. Um, so that's like okay. Let's let's that's an example. That's like saying Superman and and Homelander are similar. They are right. They are, but there's no way you can convince but me is that clearly better their than their the other. Similar to Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm saying. Make a make a smart comparison. So, that's not a smart yeah, comparison. So your car is more that, similar put, to Kirk su- Wait a minute.
2: Covers.
0: You put Superman and Homelander in the room. Soup soup is coming out of there
2: okay so he's so
0: he out out here he his costume ain't even gonna get messed up <laughs> all right
2: but so some okay. more yeah. accurate comparison. this is me all right so you you said it, it's stupid or it's dumb so I'll, I'll put the dunce cap off for a second um there are some similar things about those guys though and how they kind of do go about their way um I mean I've been watching Carr for uh, since Fresno State and the one thing that I said to myself, it was, I, I'll never forget this, man. I was sitting up late watching uh quote-unquote film way back in the day. And I watched this guy play at Fresno State. And the one thing that I said to myself, man, like, this guy moves like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, as far as the mobility, the arm strength, he moves similar to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers, but the way he moves, the way he likes to create outside the pocket and find guys deep down the field, he has a little bit of Aaron Rodgers in him in his makeup. He's got a very strong arm as well. He's got, he's got a very powerful arm. And I think he's amongst the highest players last year in plays of twenty yards or more from the quarterback position. Granted, he only played with guys like Zay Jones and, and Deshaun Jackson for a couple weeks. Like he can still drive the ball down the field.
1: We're not going, well, what we're not going to do is diminish Darren Waller that. and Hunter Renfro uh, You ain't mentioned them though. They, Those are other guys he also played with
2: three reps? tight end right, as well. You consider so is Hunter Renfro a vertical yeah, threat team. Is Darren Waller a vertical threat to you? Because, like I said, he's pushing the ball downfield. No. Darren Waller is. Darren Waller is. Hunter Winfro, if I had the numbers, I might have some debate. But I'm saying that he's still managing to push the ball down the field. That's what that guy does. He pushes the ball down the field with what he has, right? But, But see, and that's
1: where I agree with you, though. Because, like Will said, Derek Carr, like it makes it seem as though we're smashing Derek Carr. That's not the case. Like he's yeah. good. Like Derek Carr is a is I, I think a really good quarterback. But when you compare him to another guy who is arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game, not a top five. Like people are people will tell you people out there think that some people think that Aaron Rodgers is the goal. When you when you compare that to that, it, it makes Derek Carr look bad. That's like comparing Dak to Tom Brady. That's like comparing. Michael Vick to Peyton Manning, like there's no, there's no similarities there.
2: From a perception, as is, is I'm saying, it's 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 born of this guy is so good to compare him to anyone like him is unfair, and I get, I, I absolutely get it. You talk, you talk right. to Derek Carr, right. one of his favorite athletes of all time, is a person who is known to be a clone of a great player. It's Kobe Bryant, right? So Derek Carr can relate to being known mm-hmm. as a, a cheap copy of somebody else for a player who's good in his own right. I'm not saying he's Kobe Bryant. I'm not saying all that. What I'm saying is Derek Carr, though, knows what it feels like to be compared to a great player that he has similar characteristics to. He's a good player. But let's not be so defensive – not defensive, but let's not be so in awe of one player that you cannot even make stylistic comparisons. Like, that's not fair either. Like, I can I, can, I can compare – you know, yeah, I can that's compare, true. That's you know, I hate to cross sports again, but I can compare – you know Kyrie to Iverson. I'm not saying they're the same player, but they have similar characteristics. Like it's okay to right, do that. Right now, would right, I, right, as Devonte right. Adams, say, "Yo, I'm leaving Aaron Rodgers to go to Derek Carr"? No. But and 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 now that's that's what I was about to say.
1: Is because that's kind of wild. We all know this right. We all know the situation of he didn't want to be in Green Bay. Green Bay reportedly was offered offered him more money than the Raiders did, but he just didn't want to be in Green Bay. So then, when you put all that into then what he said afterwards, then it looks like all right, like you're taking. I'm, just, I'm a my shots. I, I got to right, justify, it. Right. Yeah. You're justifying your moves, which you don't have to do. The same thing uh, with Tyreek. You wanted to get paid. You don't have to do that. You can, you can, you can say to a, you can, you can go in there to a. Uh, I'm I'm shocked by his accuracy. He's really accurate. You don't got to say nothing about Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> You go in there, Derek Carr. Um, and I played with him in college.
2: He got that dog in him.
1: You don't gotta say nothing about Aaron Rodgers. You don't gotta
2: compare but him. There may be an underlying thing, and I, I'm not saying this is how players feel because I I can't be sure of this. But I know a couple years ago in Seattle, the players did not like that all the praise and credit went to one player. Now I don't know if the Chiefs players feel the same way, but I know that the Chiefs walked into a situation where the quarterback they brought in. Had a, a great supporting cast who does not get the shine that they deserve because of one guy getting all the credit. If Tyreek felt what he said to say, and that's how he really felt off his chest, I can't disrespect him for that. Because he might have felt like, yo, this guy, and mind you, like you said, right, he throws 200 more passes to me. Not all of those are on the money. It's a lot of no-look passes. you probably missing. That's true. It's a lot of dig routes you probably miss him trying to be too cool with with your emotions. So I may know <laughs> something about you which so we know, know. Mahomes to do. Yeah. I may know something about you that the media don't want to talk about. So I don't think he's crazy for saying it. Mm, we about but to get there could be some merit. We about Actually, to get jumped by Kansas player.
0: City fans. <laughs> and no, no, that's a good
2: point, though. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's always the devil you know, man. Versus the, the yeah, one That's that not know. gonna
0: show up on undisputed.
2: <laughs> right right now we're
0: right not of of out yeah. there now nah. all right and now <laughs> all right one more topic and then we gotta we gotta get into the into the heart of the show and this yeah, yeah, happened yeah, yeah, before right i on. came on so i added it in but blogging the boys came out with an article about ezekiel elliott being a possible trade option and it bugs me because people notice that i i I defend Ezekiel Elliott because I still believe that he's a top five player um, running back in the league when he's healthy. And between the argument that he got paid and he don't care anymore or he's falling off and all this other stuff, it just irks me. And then when you get into the offseason and you see the nonsense that even comes from our own faith, and I know they have to do something to, to get past the time because training camp hasn't started yet. There's a lull
2: but it's like we if you talk about the Cowboys
0: football. yeah I get that but it's like please don't don't put out stupid stuff like why would you trade Ezekiel Elliott Can, who first of all from a money standpoint who wants that contract you know what I'm saying okay, nobody was, now that's how does was, that better your I, I team I didn't read the
1: article I didn't read the article so, so I was going to ask you, did he have was there like any teams that he could possibly get traded to like was it like what was within this article? Like,
0: no. I, uh, so
1: it I'll was it just like this.
0: we could possibly trade. That's it. You you're not going to trade. You're not going to trade. No, I mean it's it's like one of those you know what if type things. Like he, you could trade him, but nobody's uh-huh. going to take that contract because the NFL is not a proponent for paying running backs. They just don't want to do it. So to put that out there, that oh well we could trade Ezekiel Elliott to who who's going to take that contract. That's the starters. Then you got to look at the cat pit that, that uh, is there. If you do move him, that it doesn't make sense to do that. And then how does that better your team? Right. Are you just going to let Tony Pollard get the, the line share to work now? Cause you don't have anybody behind Tony Pollard. That doesn't better your team. Right. Like it's just stuff doesn't make sense. And then you look at, how his production was last season, the first uh, five or six games of the season before he got hurt. He was producing. He was uh, averaging 5.5 yards a carry. He was putting up numbers in the first first part of the season, and then he got hurt. It's like people don't want to acknowledge that there was something that got in his way that was out of his control that dropped him off. 2020, he caught COVID. He lost Dak. He lost his offensive line. Like, People don't rationalize those things. They just look at his numbers and like, oh well, 2019 nineteen, twenty nineteen didn't happen. Twenty twenty, he fell off, and now he's like, he's done. But see, this is where I go left
1: on your argument, and I love Zeke, but I also sometimes have, I won't, you know, I don't not say nothing dumb, but I feel like but you're about last to. Year, stats. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I, no, I just feel like last it. year's stats, for example, were kinda fraudulent in a way. The stats now fraudulent. I understand, I understand Zeke was hurt. I understand he was hurt. But the thousand yards that Zeke got, you we're we're all Cowboys fans here. That did not that did it look like a productive a thousand yards? Like I mean, watching the games, the downs, and I'm not diminishing it. I mean, like I said, he got a 1,000 yards, and I think he finished like fourth in TDs or something like that, top 10 or whatever. But how many games have we watched this season where we needed a running game? And at the end of the game, it says Zeke got 70 yards, but it don't feel like it was – Seventy yards. You get what I'm saying? Like it's
2: not. There's there's Tell a lot of ways. It's hard to, to explain. This. So there's a lot of ways to, to approach this. Now, me personally, I'm not a Zeke guy. I'm not. I'm really not a Zeke type of guy. Um, I understand the contracts and running backs. I know the life cycle is short. Um, but this is what happens with Zeke Elliott though. And I'll start with the positives first. When it comes to Zeke, he will do whatever it takes to win. He will block. He will catch out of the backfield if asked to do so. He will do whatever you right. want him to do. And
1: not, and not to cut you off real quick, quick, to the people saying that Zeke gave up, no, that's dumb. I, I've never seen quit. a play where Zeke – Never quits. Zeke never
2: quits. Like you said, he never quits. But go ahead, continue. Um, So to that point, right, like when it comes – he kind of threw me off a little bit, but I, I'll be all right. So to that point, um, <laughs> there are games like that. And I asked myself, with because he does everything well that you ask the running back to do, catch, block, run the football pretty well. What Ace is talking about is we're missing that home run run. We're missing that big play run. Right, we had right. one in Carolina, which is why you say it's fraud. We had one of those that I can recall without looking it up. Right? So that does exist. And then the problem is that by comparison, the guy behind you can do this almost with regularity, whether it be off a kick return, a toss play, or even like we saw in Kansas City, a fake motion, a fake reverse. So the guy behind you has that get off. He has that mm-hmm. now. Why you can't get rid of Zeke is because Zeke is very symbolic of. If you're a fan of the Cowboys and you're like, I hate to, to kind of put it like this, if you're a Cowboys fan that that has a belief in an identity of a grit, a focus, a like you have to have a toughness mindset, you should love Ezekiel Elliott, no matter what the contract is. You should love who that guy is because the ink is dry. He's been paid. No team will take that contract knowing what brain backs are. So you you have to kind of live with that contract and live with Ezekiel Elliott. So that's that's what that is to me. And I'm not again I'm not a fan of Ezekiel Elliott at all. You will not trade him. No, no one will take him. But you would rather have him on your team than a guy that doesn't want to play all the time. Like the guy that got traded to Cleveland. Right. So that's what you gotta live with. But he's not getting dealt. This that that that's boredom. That's absolute boredom. He's not getting dealt. The team is is on they they love that guy. They paid him. No.
0: Yeah, like you said, the anchors drawing the contract. I just thought it was, it was dumb. And then you, you automatically check the the comment section. And it's like, yeah, he need to be traded. He don't, he don't want to play no more. Well,
1: that's exactly or why first, I don't trade him need for a first round pick. I'm
0: like, yeah, well, you okay, should, sure you can get a first for right. Zeke.
1: I even had blogging the boys muted or blocked. I don't know. Either one of the two. Nah, they it. they don't always do that, but it's just like no, when you they see do. it. It's it's a it's bunch like, come of on, bro, really? It's a bunch of. What if it's a bunch of tweets, certain stuff for likes? That's what it is. And that's what you get with the that's, Cowboys.
2: I mean. But who, who was the last running back that got traded to a team? Like, when, in our lifetime, when have we ever seen a running back get traded to a team? Yeah, I don't after know. signing a big contract? Yeah. David Johnson? And that was stupid too, but I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, it, it doesn't happen. Not for a running back. Like you said, Zeke does everything well. I would. I like the. I, I wish I
1: had Will's blind optimism sometimes. And. You know, <laughs> when when he's healthy, but the, the the issue is with Zeke is he's history shows that he just won't be, and it's not a knock against him. He runs he runs between the tackles every play. He's going he's he's bound to get hurt. So, like I just hope mm-hmm. this year the coaching staff does a better job of splitting those carries. Zeke got the and contract. Z. Don't get fooled by the contract. It's okay. It's okay to have an actual one-two punch. It's okay if they get the same carries. It's sometimes okay okay if Pollard gets more carries. If anything, you're saving Zeke. You're helping Zeke. But knowing that he got hurt after week five and you still had him carrying that workload when Tony Pollard was back there giving you 700 yards of carry? Why? Zeke could have sat out a couple weeks.
2: Why? you, you You cannot finance a car. Buy a vehicle and then decide to run it down, like run the brakes all the way down, and then run it down to the rotors. All right. They ran Zeke down to the rotors and they were financing that car for 90 million dollars. That's not good business. And it, there's no slap in the face against Pollard. I'm sorry, against Zeke to let Pollard play something. There's no Will, slap what is your issue, that. Will? What's your
1: issue? Hold
0: on, I, hold on, huh? We don't before, have... Before I want to keep though, the show within our, our time range. Wait, huh? wait, 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 wait.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you answer that question, though, Will before, R. E. Zeke, I'm gonna name three running backs. You tell me who's like who you rather have. All right, three backs:
0: mm-hmm.
2: Zeke or Dalvin Cook? Zeke,
1: Zeke over Dalvin Cook only because it was Zeke brings blocking. Yes. Damn. Zeke is literally like another offensive line, so I feel like he brings another wow, volume man. to our team. Wow, and
0: Zeke, and Zeke, and Zeke's been proven to be more durable than Dalvin Cook.
1: Nick Chubb also. No, I'll
0: take Chubb. Um, it's, See, it's I closer. Dole,
2: hmm.
0: I would take I would take, I'll Zeke. take Chubb. It that one would make me well that one would make me think, but I would take Zeke over Chubb. There's
1: no all right. Like you said, we gotta keep we gotta keep on the time for because like I'll be
0: arguing with you with this all day. Because there's no <laughs> way you're gonna me. stay here and tell me you're gonna take Chubb. Like come on, I'm, not, I'm I just said no. I'm what I'm saying is that would make me hesitate, but how they're used, I would say Chubb is LP, LP, a better runner. But where the edge... Last
2: one. I, I was going to stop right there. Me, I was like, yo... You even going to let me... I was <laughs> going to stop. No, wait, wait, you take it. Uh, I had to stop. You said... Yo, I had to stop. You said Cook. I was like, not Cook. All right, go ahead. You got it. Because I, I saw Cook go off at of 200 yards last
0: year. Yeah, I mean, cook is, cook is good. But if he gives you... If Cook is going to play 10 games how good is that cuz he's missed he's missed substantial time that's, that's all i'm cool. saying and then when you needed him the most he missed what four games uh last season i mean yeah. and that was yeah. early on cuz i had him in fantasy he he screwed midway me up. Through. and I, that's not a, i'm not saying i hate him for that but i'm just saying durability has always <laughs> been one of his knocks that's not a knock with zeke so that's why i give him the edge but i mean it's cool it's cool we can we can move on in that y'all can Hate me for my right. Nick, I, like I said, Nick Chubb will make me pause because I love uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, what's going to happen is, we're going to
1: have to get you. Zeke, gonna have to Zeke. have a, a straight cowboy show based around the Cowboys because we haven't had one of those yet. We need a cowboy show. and We need the yeah. We could do that. Three different You know, will, about the cow. We I will. I will. we got to. But all right, all right, go ahead, Will.
0: Right. We you will don't you know. Let's let's, the end let's keep moving. Let's keep <laughs> him moving because we. <laughs> We definitely need <laughs> we definitely need to get into the news. But before we jump in, make sure you follow the podcast at Fantasy's Finest on all our social media, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, uh Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, so many more. Be sure to follow the host. You can follow me at hype underscore finest. Mr. Jalen has upped his Twitter handle. He is now Mr. Black underscore Moscato minus the mister he's black underscore Moscato and LP man plug yourself man where can they find you at on Twitter
2: yep you can find me on Twitter at SDQ flight crew uh, over at leaguewinners.com writing as LP crews and on YouTube as you said at Stonehall Sports
0: yeah okay so now let's get into the news cover that and then we're going to jump right into our segment our main segment uh, later on in the show
2: News and notes from around the NFL.
0: Okay, first up, Sports Illustrated's Daniel Flick believes that it's a matter of when, not if, for Falcons QB Desmond Ritter to get the starting job. Now, we know that Marcus Mariota is there. He has a close connection to head coach Arthur Smith. He coached, uh, they coached, they played together, not played together, but he was the coach in Tennessee. Um, in Mariota's final season. A recent report from ESPN's Michael Rothstein says that he believes that Mariota is far ahead from Desmond Ritter. Ritter, I know I'm butchering that boy name on the Falcons depth chart. Now, the only question I'll pose for this is, do you think that Desmond Ritter can get into the game sometime this season over Marcus Mariota? Because I'm not really convinced that Mariota is going to change his stripes, so to speak.
2: I don't think that it's going to be based on performance right away. If it is an injury, like we know about Mariota, he does get hurt a whole lot. Um, I, I don't think that team wants to throw Ritter in the fire just yet either. But I think the history suggests that Mariota cannot stay on the field. He's not going to give you much. He's a true bridge quarterback. It's almost like starting uh, Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Neither is really your option or long-term answer. And I'm not sure about doesn't Ritter either, but I think... I don't think that Maryland will hold the job for much longer, anyway. So it might be better season earlier than you think, whether injury or performance. Uh, yeah. With me, um, a little shout out to Mark
1: here, but uh,
0: who cares? Because I don't mm. see this is why we got. I don't go over care these about things. the
1: Falcons. I don't care about Mark. No, nah, the
0: Falcons are in a bad spot. <laughs> I mean, if I if I had a choice, I would be hoping for. Desmond Ritter, because we already know what we're getting from. Neither one right of now. these I'm quarterbacks are sure getting home.
2: drafted in fantasy.
0: Yeah, more than likely they're going to be on waivers.
2: You know what, though, when it comes to the Falcons? The, the Falcons are the epitome, though, of taking BPA over need. Because I think in the last two drafts, they could have taken a quarterback, but it took the best player on their board, and that's what got them. Like, they, they passed up on uh, Justin Fields had a quarterback took a Kyle Pitts I think this year's draft they also could have been in line for a quarterback as well but decided to skip over for a player in the first round I can't remember on top of my head who that is but I feel like that that's what they could have done and they didn't and they traded away their quarterback too so uh they made, made the bed that's delay true. in it with these two guys so what happens from here like like uh he just said man who cares oh, man. <laughs> all right
0: moving <laughs> moving along Miles Sanders on the NBC Sports Phillies Takeoff with John Clark podcast. He said that he needs more opportunities when asked what he needed to get better at this season. Now, Sanders wasn't – he wasn't great last year. He did average five 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 and a half yards per carry, but he went the whole season without scoring a touchdown, and he had 20 red zone carries. It's – for fantasy, he's got to be around the, I think the fifth or sixth round, and he's a starting running back. But in an offense where Jalen Hurts is going to see a lot of running work, or he could potentially continue to see a lot of running work, is Miles Sanders a guy that you want to target for fantasy? I, I mean, seriously.
1: I love Miles Sanders. I mean, well, I think before he actually got drafted, I think me and you were both like big on Miles Sanders. Um, yeah. And I kind of agree with him. He need more opportunities. But, I mean, you talk about a team that was like bullied by, by their fan base into running the ball more. The QB, the best running back on the team. And then he's nicked up the past couple of years.
0: Yep. And although like it's 12, potential 12 games rule, played over and he, produ- I'm sorry, 12 yeah. games played over the last, so he two missed
1: he missed nine games in the past two seasons and he produces, but um, he's not at every down back. And like you just mentioned in the red zone, I mean, he's, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell is a better red zone option than Miles Sanders. And that shouldn't be the case. MC. He and, and Miles Sanders three year career so far, he only has nine touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell has five already.
2: In his Is that right? Season.
1: So when you no, uh, you, uh, you, it's right. You know, I you know I check my numbers. Oh boy, um, <laughs> oh boy. So you talking about game was already more than you know halfway past Miles Sanders where he should be. So I mean, just looking at the facts, like you said, when when he's in, he averages five and a half yards a carry. I mean, I love Miles Sanders. I think he got potential to be a top seven back in the league, but you can't be a top seven back in the league without scoring touchdowns and. Unfortunately, he's not going to get those opportunities because in the red zone, Jalen Hurts is a much bigger threat to run those balls in for for six points. The same thing with Gainwell. Gainwell obviously has proven last season that he's a much better option in the red zone than Miles Sanders. So although I agree that he should get more carries, it's, it's not going to happen. So like you said, around f- fifth or sixth round, Miles Sanders, he would be a good flex option, a great flex option. But that's about it. You, can't have them starting on your fantasy team.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I'm thinking about speaking to my former self last year because last year when I was going through the waiver wire during the season, I would prioritize guys like Jordan Howard over mm-hmm. Miles Sanders in my league. And they're wow. both available. I was like, well, let me go with Jordan Howard because he was getting more red zone touches than he was. And he would score. So he had that option. And also, it looks like between the 20s as well, a more dependable option was Kenny Gainwell as a pass catcher. And I know when I had you, Will, on for the show back with uh, Thomas way back last week, we talked about a running quarterback taking away goal line carries from a running back. Yes, we did. R. E. Alvin Kamara. It's the same thing when it comes to Miles Sanders, and that that's a similar problem. So not by intentional design. Are you taking away his touches near the red zone? It's just, it, it's happenstance. We have a mobile quarterback who could score and who's a threat inside the red zone, and you have that going on. You said, I mean, as a joke, yeah, he's the best running back on the team at quarterback, but I'm say it's completely unbiased so,
1: opinion, um, but Jalen Hurts in the red zone might be the most dangerous
2: quarterback in the league. Might be aside from, aside from Lamar Jackson, uh, yes. right? I Outside of Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts
1: or, or might be. And the,
2: uh, let's let's put
1: it, let's put number two. He might be the second most dangerous QB in the league, and and as far as red zones, and when um, when you have that option. I'm sorry, as a coach, why would I go ahead and get a ball to Miles Sanders when my quarterback can take it 20 yards of running in? My quarterback could take it three yards of running in. Miles Sanders can't run – can, I don't want to say can't run between tackles, but in the red zone it gets real tight. And Miles Sanders, as it's shown,
2: is just not built for that. And you only That's mentioned the point. quarterback. Uh, we, we didn't mention Dallas Goddard. We didn't right. mention A.J. Brown. We didn't mention anybody else. We didn't else. mention it, Gainwell. It, it, we didn't mention
1: Boston Scott, who scores more than Miles Sanders. So I mean, you have more options. It, it, it's unfortunate, Miles, but I mean, you want to win or you want to...
2: or
0: he gonna be looking for another team next season.
2: We get paid, right? Yeah. This is a contract year, correct? Yeah, I think so. So I mean, yep. He he's he's, he's right in what he's deal. saying, and I do agree with him. It's just, it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. in Philly. I mean, in the pockets or on the fields, it's not gonna happen. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Alvin Kamara. He's bracing for a six game suspension. He was involved in a physical altercation during the Pro Bowl weekend in Las Vegas. He's being charged for assault and battery, both felony charges, and he's being taken to civil court for monetary damages. Now, we don't know whether or not he can appeal, when he can appeal, uh, because everything is really Deshaun Watson right now, but that's a. Huge blow for the New Orleans. Well, is there video of Kamara doing this stuff? I would believe so. And let me, let me ask
2: this question though. Let me ask this question though. If, if it's video, if it's video, then he ain't appealing it. Yeah, he probably. Let is. me ask this question though, because I'm I'm unfamiliar with the details. If is it a case where somebody stepped to him and he had did we had to do? Is that what's going on?
0: I haven't seen. I haven't seen because that's any how it was
2: said at first.
0: Firm details about what happened. I mean, but to be charged for assault right. and battery and I'm you being sued that. by civil court, I don't know if he's fully exempt from that kind of situation. I'll do a little bit more digging and see if I can get more detailed information, but on the surface, it's not a good look. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to I'm gonna
1: have to especially then, with everything it, that's going but on. But I mean, like yeah. you said, like it's it's tough. Number one for fantasy heads. Yeah. I'm going to say it's uh, tough, especially with the new receiving corps they have, Michael Thomas, although I don't really care for Michael Thomas, Jarvis uh, dr- <laughs> Landry and and Olaf, you got you got some receivers now, like you know, take some pressure off of you. Kamara was <laughs> was supposed to eat, yeah, so won. those six games going to hurt. But I mean, when he gets back, I'm yeah, I mean you know, they, they, when he gets back, they're going to rev him
2: up again like they always do. But I mean, without question, right. if, if you're looking at six game suspension, it happened at the Pro Bowl. That's a major, major mark for the NFL. That that's their show and tell. So yeah. six games at a, I mean, the event stemming from a Pro Bowl. You're looking at at least six games, at least. Yeah. So stuff. Yeah, he
0: might, they might not take it easy on him. Um, and speaking of your guy, Michael Thomas, uh, he's spotted running routes after uh, being out with an ankle injury last season. He's played just seven games since 2020, missed all of 2021 with the ankle, but his recovery is heading in the right direction per reports. And they really need him, especially uh, James Winston. But what kind of route? He's going running. to be. It, he's not. Hate, he's, he's he not running. Slant. In the video, he hey, wasn't sir. running slits. I knew hey, that was going to come up. Hey, yo. I knew <laughs> it was going to come up.
2: Send me a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: he said, old Slant Boy was out
1: there I'm running. I'm really to see
2: you LP because I mean. <laughs> hey, yo, oh, hey, that was like D Wade and LeBron on the oop, yo. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. That was perfect. Mm. He, he caught the oop and threw it down. That's what's up. Y'all ain't right.
0: Y'all ain't right. Um, And then we'll wrap up the news with the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins, highly unlikely to play in the preseason. Kind of smart, especially since he got hurt during the preseason last year. Dobbins was limited in OTAs, just catching passes from the jugs machine. And the Athletics' Jeff Zerbiak reported that that Dobbins' early season workload could be managed. They may just take it easy on him and ease him into the regular season though there aren't any reports that are damaging his week one status just yet. So it's more of a wait-and-see approach for Dobbins right now. Hopefully he gets back into that uh, lead running back role. He had Him and uh, Gus Edwards are coming back from injury from last season, and Lamar Jackson does need a run game to help him out. But, I mean, if you guys want to add anything. It's not just wait
2: and see for him. It's wait and see for me too because I don't know. Well, let's not just wait and see for, for him. It's for me also because I feel like even with J.K. Dobbins, we have to kind of realize with J.K., he is a higher draft pick, but they like Gus Edwards a whole lot too. And yep. they kind of got by with a running back by committee. So it wouldn't shock for them to carry that same mantra going into the season, probably well into the season, having multiple running backs carry that load. So um, I'm not married to Dobbins early in the draft. So he might, he might fall. Eighth round for me, ninth round, I'm not t- I'm not touching that early whatsoever.
0: Yeah, Dobbins current ADP is at the 307 in PPR formats. So you're looking at mid of the third, middle of the third round for J.K. Dobbins. But Gus Edwards is going to be going much, much later. Um, if the news isn't good heading into draft season, like whenever your league draft is, I would probably target Gus Edwards if I want a piece of that backfield. I mean that's just me. I I I can't I can't risk you know. Um, Dobbins not. You, I'm
2: letting that one go, man. They had so many names run in and out last year. They had the the, the Devonte Freeman's of the world, Le'Veon Bell's. That's a crowded backfield, and I, yeah, I don't, don't think much backfield. will change, even if the guys come back moderately healthy. I might be good.
0: All right, then I, I'm gonna pull up one of your moves, LP. You're looking at the third round. You're heading into the third round. J.K. Dobbins is there. But who would you would you rather Ezekiel Elliott or JK Dobbins? Zeke uh Zeke <laughs> uh No question. Antonio no Gibson. No question. Antonio Gibson or JK Dobbins?
2: Up oh, thinking. He thinking. tough. I think Gibson I think Gibson I mean, I'm taking the only reason why I hesitate with Gibson is that because McKissick resigning really messed up the play yes. for me. If, if there was no McKissick coming back on that roster, that ruined a lot with Antonio Gibson. And yep. I, I believe they drafted a running back too. Yep, so Brian Robinson. It's kind of dicey, but I like Gibson's skill.
0: And then and then Rob, icing yep. on the cake on that real quick is Rob Rivera was like, we're gonna we wanted that one-two punch that we had in Carolina. I'm like, no. I mean, it was cool, but you want Antonio Gibson to get that. The big workload not sure kind of
2: expected though yeah I guess I ain't like it though even again even having mckissick there so long as mckissick is lurking it, it ruins the value of that, that guy as a runner mm-hmm. and as a from a production standpoint it kills it having mckissick even lurking around that team so that sucks and you know how Carson likes his running backs too so yep in the in the passing game so that's one thing to keep an eye on yeah that sucks absolutely have-
0: I was really looking at Antonio Gibson grabbing him a little, maybe a RB too. But I'm like, nah, I'm passing. If anything, I might target uh, Robinson later on in a draft if I want to take a piece <laughs> of that. But that'll wrap it up for the news. Now let's get into our main segment. Are you in or out? Listen to me. Listen. Stop. Stop. I need to know what is happening right now.
2: Okay. Okay. You know what? Moving too fast. Bottom line: Are you in? in or out of what no time for questions just action in or out okay well then
0: i'm out i'm sorry jet actually you're already in all right so like we mentioned earlier in the outset of this podcast we're going to go over some names that have really been garnering a lot of attention for one reason or another people are talking about these particular players so we're going to jump right into it and the first name on our list is jacksonville jaguars running back travis Etienne. um We know he got hurt last season. He missed all of twenty twenty one, his rookie year. But the Jaguars have a new head coach in Doug Peterson. Travis Etienne is known for being a substantially great uh, pass catching running back, and James Robinson is coming back from a torn Achilles. So the hype around Travis Etienne looks substantial. Like, what do you think? Because I'm I'm buying. I'm in on Travis Etienne. I think that. You add him with Doug Peterson and what his system likes to do with running backs, I want a
2: piece of that. And, and, I mean, for the same things you said, man, I I think the the running back who was their workhorse before is now coming off a of torn Achilles and, and probably will never have the same esteem in the franchise as he had before. So, new staff, new system, coming off an of injury, and a running back that fits well with what the coach likes to do now, yeah, I'm buying ATN. For sure. Um, I'm out. Um,
1: Only because, like you said, he missed all of last season. And I know uh, his pre-draft, you know, his – I I just lost my train of thought. But (laughs) I know, uh, you know, what he was good at pre-draft, his negatives and positives were. But, I mean, he missed all of last season. So, to assume – Maybe that he could come back and have the type of production, whereas or Duck Duck Peterson can help can help him. It's hard for me to say. I can't. I I literally have no information to go off. So I gotta say I'm out. I gotta say I'm out. Okay. Well, let me let me give you this. That could
0: change, but for now, let me maybe let me try and sway you real quick then, because I look at. Doug Peterson, when he finally when he got a running back in 2019 with Miles Sanders, he saw 63 targets and a 10.4% 10 10. target share. Can you imagine what that could do with Travis Etienne, who may start the season with the backfield to himself if James Robinson isn't ready to start the uh, beginning of the season and you, get a, you, you lead off with Travis Etienne getting the lion's share of the work right out the gate until Robinson is is cleared to start like that start right there could be um, could be great for ETM and then if you look at where you're getting him um, in the back of the fourth round at 412 in PPR formats I like that and I like okay. and, I, and I draft running back heavy so that's my strategy I'm just saying like Doug Peterson likes to get um, his running backs involved in the passing game
1: okay and this is my counter and, and check me out, LP, because I'm always prepared, and I and I and I know my co-host so well. You know, I'm always prepared. So I was <laughs> I was prepared for that little rebuttal, right? So, uh, who was the Eagles' coach in 2020? Doug Peterson. Okay, um, and I like how you mentioned 2019, um, Miles Sanders, but you didn't mention 2020, Miles Sanders. Why is that? I mean, that was the last time he did coach, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, 9. so 50, so 9.3 so target share. Uh-huh. So and then the 52 targets in the 28 receptions, right? That almost mm-hmm. more than half the time Miles Sanders was not available in the, in a past game. So I know we all like to blame Carson, but uh Doug had a hand in that too. So to just brush his last (laughs) coaching job aside like you just did and try to go back to 2019, no, I'm not allowing that. We're going to go off 2020, and we're going to look at what Miles Sanders did in 2020. And what he did in 2020 was by far maybe his worst season. So like I said, I'm out because I don't have any information. Travis may not be Miles Sanders. He may not be half of Miles Sanders, especially because Miles Sanders didn't start off his career with an injury that made him miss an entire season. Travis did. He missed an entire season. So I can't – I'm not knocking y'all because y'all are in, but I can't just assume because Doug Peterson's last job was the is what got him fired. And then this running back is also coming off an of injury. So, again, I like your rebuttal. I'm out.
2: <laughs> saying the evidence though and, I, and I'll keep this short <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's, the no, that was solid that
2: was yeah.
0: solid yeah.
1: Boom, boom.
2: But,
0: <laughs> yeah that was a great that was, that was very good but here's the problem though he said it himself Travis Etienne may not be Miles Sanders that could be That I, I would stand on that I would go as far as to say is I think Travis Etienne will be a better pass catcher than Miles Sanders but the work didn't really change between two seasons he had 63 in 19 and 53 in 2020 that's still 9% or greater and then you look at the backfield that the uh, jaguars have they don't really have much back there outside of etn and james robinson and then you look at travis uh trevor lawrence he's going to he's going to need to target those you know, uh, et and out of the backfield. He's got a uh, couple new weapons. He got Christian Kirk, but he's going to need to get the ball out quick. But I but think see, this is the thing. offense that
1: when you when you when we have these segments on in and out, it's not just about Travis. It's about the whole team. It's about the O line. It's about Trevor Lawrence. All that goes into Travis's su- uh, success with the with the squad. A new coach, no O line. And in the second year QB, uh, and he's coming off from okay, so injury. We'll keep it short. last you're, you're out. But I'm that's in. That's right. Now, like I, I said, I'm not knocking y'all, but
0: I just had to take account of everything. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. So we we'll revisit this mid season. Yeah, like I said. we'll revisit this. we mid season. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep moving. I, said, <laughs> I respect <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> he leaving that he leaving that window open to switch. Yeah, I'm leaving Please that slick. window open. You know right. the next uh <laughs> you buster. All right, the next names on our list is uh we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs earlier, but Miko Harmon and Marquez Valdez Scantling. These two names in particular have been garnering news, especially Marv- uh MVS a little later on in the offseason. Reports were that he's really gelling with um Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes is looking for a new deep threat. But Miko Hardman is still there. Um, what do you think of are you in or out on give me give me your risk I'm trying to say the word right? Perspectives on both. Are you in or out on Hardman or MVS? Well, well what are you? I mean, it only makes sense well, for you to give us yeah. Okay. answer. Um, I'm out you? on Hardman. I don't believe I know he was second in the um on the team at wide receiver and targets, but he just hasn't produced enough for me to take the chance on him. He's more likely going ahead of MVS and us not Sandy Watkins. Um, you know, any other wide receiver that's on the Chiefs right now. But I would rather go in on I'm MVS like that, huh? and take him later on in the draft. <laughs> huh?
2: He stole my thunder, man, but yeah. yeah Juju's there, too. Isn't Juju and Juju's I'm kind of shaky on that. I, I, yeah.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead, LP. No
2: okay. I mean, when it comes to those guys, it depends on, on what it is. And, and look, if we talk about – we just talked about quarterbacks and earlier, right? We talked about guys that we think are so – they're fantastic quarterbacks. They're great quarterbacks. We talked about how we perceive Aaron Rodgers, how we perceive Patrick Mahomes. Well, guess what? MBS is going to now play with both of those guys. And the one thing I know about MBS his whole career with Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers, he is feast or famine. No matter what you get out of him, he's a one-trick pony, deep threat, and that's all that you get. So I have a hard time even starting him in any of my leagues because I understand that with him it's very hit or miss, very hit or miss. I don't think him being a part of that particular offense is going to do much for his value. So I'm kind of out on him. Even with Mikko Hardman, I ha- I have to trust more in Juju than any of those guys. So because of my just concern Ooh. about them producing, even Mikko Hardman, I'm out on Hardman and MBS both, both. Um, I am, I'm
1: in, and um, I agree with everything LP said, but more so, I'm in, uh, because of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we got a leak. Quarterback it don't really matter who you put out there because he's that good. With Tyreek gone and Travis Kelsey getting extra attention, like more likely those guys will you know get a little less attention. Um, Hardman, Valdez, Scantlin, you know they may even see some single coverage out there uh, while you know Travis you know gets the bulk of the attention. So um, I'm in um, because of Mahomes.
0: So I can respect that. That's 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 solid logic. Um Tariq Hill leaving and leaving behind that huge target share that he has um, is definitely going to be an alluring point for fantasy managers who are looking for that next thing that's coming out of KC. Um so I mean it could be Miko Hartman, he's been there the longest. He's you know had more rapport with uh Patrick Mahomes than any other wide receiver. And then you look at how many targets Tyreek Hill had last season, 159 targets and a 25% target share. That's That work has to go somewhere. It could be divvied up between all of them. Um, I know they've made mention that, you know, they're going to spread the ball around in Kansas City now. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is going to have that guy that he's going to be relying on the most out of all those wide receivers. I mean, we've seen it over the last few years with Tyreek Hill being there. Who that next person is, is going to determine how big their fantasy value is going to be. So you're going to, you know, if it's Miko Hartman, um, you know, Marquez or Juju, it could be any one of those guys. So you
2: you want, I think fantasy managers, you know what? None of y'all mentioned Sky Moore, though. You, you know
1: what's crazy? LP. You're right.
2: Nobody.
1: Nobody, Nobody crazy. Sky Moore. No one said that, right? About Why not? him? But like I said, my whole my whole uh logic was because of Mahomes. So I don't even need to mention him. I actually think and um might be a hot take, but I actually think Juju, those targets that went to Tyreek, will go to Juju. That's only because and, and I don't even think like like Will, you said you mm. you said you think McCole will take that number one spot. I, mean, it's possible. I agree. But Juju is a once you put Juju in that number two spot, he's actually better. I'm say it's actually be- Juju's actually better at the number two spot rather than number one, so I think that uh, workload
2: might go to Juju. Could be wrong, but I mean, I mean, I'm just curious what they want to do and how they squeeze out anything out of. Let's say you know you still got Josh Gordon lurking around too, so that's one but of you, the you options. You don't have Josh Gordon. He'll no, <laughs> that's my dark crow. <laughs> I mean, but but I'm saying though, like. I, but I, but I'm thinking though, Sky, Sky Moore can jump in there and do. I mean, we we all watched him, right? Yeah. I think every fantasy head, when they saw a receiver and they said, okay, this guy with this quarterback, like mm-hmm. everyone's eyes went big, right? Like I think I, I was I think I was watching the draft somewhere, and when he was announced as Chiefs, the entire bar went, oh. <laughs> everybody did it, right? Everybody did it. I, I'll never forget. I I was I was at a, at a bar in Portland. And I was watching the draft, I and mean, when they said Sky Moore to the Chiefs, the whole bar was like, oh. yeah. like, that's one to watch to me. So th- this is why I'm kind of low on those guys based on the experience. But there's one guy I think that can just jump in there right away and steal that ability to cross the field and take it 60, 70 yards. That guy right there. That guy right there. I, yeah. That,
0: that's, what I, that's what I'm really hoping for. I actually did a breakdown on Sky Moore for one of my TikToks. And I'm hoping that that's that's the best case scenario for me. I don't even want to worry about Miko Hardman. I want I would if it, if I could pick anybody to come in and take that, it would be Sky Moore. It would be nothing but crazy to have a rookie come in and Patrick Mahomes just gels with him over all the other wide receivers. But if I had to, like I said, if if I'm gonna go with one of the names And this it would I mean it's gotta be
1: a big year for McCool.
0: You, you're hoping, because he's been there the longest, but...
1: it, it got to be a big deal for because They not, invested a number... He'll, he'll be the next John Ross if... if but they if invested
0: it, a number one uh, first-round pick on Sky Moore. I mean, that to me, that says, we don't... We don't... You're good, but you're not that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you went and got two other wide receivers off, off free agency, well, no. and you still drafted a number one wide receiver. That's... That's what it makes. That's what it looks like to me. That's why one of the reasons why I'm out on Miko. But let's let's keep moving. We got another one on.
1: Right.
0: It's uh Tony Pollard.
2: It looks like all right. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Go, ahead, Tony, go ahead.
0: Uh, Tony Pollard is on the list. And now, reason I I bumped him in here Wait, is because you know there's a lot of talk of his role expanding. They want to use him in the slot. They want to use him at the same time as Ezekiel Elliott. We know how dangerous he can be as a, uh in the tandem. But if Tony Pollard can have standalone fantasy value this year, even behind Ezekiel Elliott, I want a piece of that. Like I'm in on the potential of Tony Pollard being used more in this offense.
1: I'm I'm uh I'm in with you. Um I'm I'm more than enough in. And it's not just the Cowboys bias, but um all season. Uh, speaking about Cowboys fans, but all season we were clamoring for more TP, especially uh, with Zeke getting that workload. And if we would have known, or you know, Zeke getting that workload while he was hurt. But all as much as we were clamoring about Tony Pollard, still managed 719 yards on the ground, averaging a five and a half yard, uh, uh, five and a half yards per carry, and then almost 400 yards in the air receiving. And out of, I think he had like 46 targets, 39 of them catches. I mean, those those are starter numbers. Tony Pollard definitely, uh, especially this year, they're saying they're going to put him more so in the passing game as well. Definitely in. The only thing I would like to see more from Tony Pollard is scoring, but um, we know most of those red zone targets go to Ezekiel Elliott. But um, if the Cowboys were to use uh, Tony Pollard more in the red zone, he might be a little bit more dangerous, actually um all that speed and that tight speed I think he might score a little bit more uh but I'm 100% on on TP
2: Yeah I'm with it I'm definitely in uh to an extent I think so I'm in early in the season I'm definitely in like no question that's because if you don't have guys to start the season you're going to have to generate offense somehow and they're trying to rely on uh Jalen Torbert a third round pick to jump in and play receiver right away and receivers tend to take a while to kind of adjust, especially guys that are in the later rounds, to adjust to playing in the NFL right away. So for that reason, I'm going to take Tony. And depending on your league format, what you play, if you're also doing a league format that rewards kick return yards, he had 28 yards of kick return last year, a career high. So imagine the Cowboys, if they do happen to struggle on defense somewhat, that's at least maybe 100 yards of kick kick returns in mm-hmm. the standalone on that, that alone. He's five yards to touch, I think, for his whole career. So more touches, more carries, more yards, and the guy can score from anywhere. So if you're in a big play league of 40 yards or more for a touchdown, that's your guy, especially early in the season. So I'm buying this guy 100%. Yo, just a real quick point. So, Yep. His ADP um, right
1: before. No, I was oh, going to say just a real quick point. It's crazy. Um, Miles Sanders is actually Tony Pollard, but in the starting rule. At least I run that by me again. Miles Tony Pollard is Miles Sanders in the starting role, or, I mean, or like coming off the bench at least. Like he produces, he Use produces straight. just okay. as much as Miles Sanders does. And Miles Sanders starts. Tony Pollard comes off the bench. So the fact that we have, and, and that's and that's and that goes back to the point that I was saying earlier with Zeke. You don't have to run Zeke. You don't have to break his knees in order to to get production. Tony Pollard is more than more than capable of maybe taking the whole series while giving Zeke, you know, some rest. Like, I mean, would the Miles Sanders end up with like a? I believe that did happen. Yeah, like eight hundred and thirty something yards. Like, I mean, Tony Pollard is doing the same thing.
2: <laughs> Can I ask you a question, though? This is want to throw us out there because I know we're all Cowboys fans here. So I put it on Twitter earlier today, and I said, um, "Would you pay Pollard?" Ahead of the season, would you pay him to stay I with would. the Cowboys?
1: I only got to uh, here the rest of it.
2: I would. Okay. Well. <laughs>
0: yeah, I want Pollard to stay. I would. I would pay him it, if if it's reasonable. Because I'm. Let's say not give him my my number, my figure, whatever was money eight
2: to ten million dollars a year. Are 10 you? Mil. Yeah. 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 I am. I am. Oh Honestly, yeah, I'm throwing that. If at you're him. the Cowboys, yeah, I can do that. I mean, you've already moved. Because who else Mark they gonna Cooper use it on? Go- there you go. There you go. So listen, if, if the cap is projected to go up, you've already moved a Mark Cooper off for of twenty million dollars, and I think you're gonna save seven mil with Lyle Collins. That's twenty seven mil that you have excess cash to do whatever you want with it, and you don't have uh, Parsons for three years. You don't have. The two players digs and Lamb for about two years, maybe three with Lamb as well.
1: And plus, so, we know we're not doing yeah, anything digging do free it in agency money. either.
2: So, I mean, you got extra money, of course. <laughs> it's there. So, nope. a, a, let's say a contract of. Let, okay, so I believe Cedric Wilson got three for twenty-four. Is that right in, in Miami? I would three do that years. deal for Tony Pollard ASAP. There we go. And that's it, 4 for 32, whatever the case is. The guy has very low mileage on those tires, so it's not a bad look. Right. So, Will, are
1: you in on TP? You said you were in, right?
0: Yes, sir. Uh, An expanded role in the offense where, like uh, LP said, you're going to be missing Michael Gallup for maybe the start of the season. Um, Yeah, get him out there on the field. They needed to use him more last year anyway. But if you put him and Ezekiel Elliott on the field at the same time, and you are using Pollard in the, in the slot and he's catching passes too. That's great. And if you imagine him in space and he breaks one for 40 or 50 yards for a touchdown. Ridiculous. I want that on my team if I can get him. And his that's ADP game. is in uh um, the right. back of the 6th round. CD Lamb, Tobert and
1: and uh Tony Pollard. CD Tobert and Pollard with Pollard in the slot is going to that's that is going to be nasty. It's going to be nasty.
0: I just hope that the Cowboys nasty. are smart enough to get it done instead right, of next. talking about it. Um, Let's match these two up. Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. Um, Mar- Marquise oh, nice. Brown nice. <laughs> was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, DeAndre Hopkins may be facing a six-game suspension. He's looking to appeal, so we don't know what the final results will be of that. Um, No decision has been made as far as him being appealing, uh, appealing. Uh, But Marquise Brown is going to start the season as the wide receiver one for Arizona. Rashad Bateman slides into Marquise Brown's role as the number one wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Both of those roles hold substantially big target shares. Now, I'm in on both of them, especially since their ADPs um, put them later on beyond the sixth round. Um, they're probably going to start climbing as people begin to draft and uh, more people are searching for options later on in the draft. But Marquise Brown with the Arizona Cardinals, I'm in on that. And Rashad Bateman with Baltimore, I'm in on that as well. Marquise Brown had 145 targets last season um, with Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball. He was second on the team in targets behind Mark Andrews. Give me all of that. I get a number one wide receiver later on in the draft. I'm taking it.
2: I'm in. For, for Bateman, I'm in. And even Bateman last year, watching him when he finally was healthy, because I'll tell the, the truth. I carried Bateman on IR on my roster up until he was healthy. I drafted him. I carried him the entire season because I knew when this guy played, they were in dire need of a receiver. <laughs> and they were. They were. He was a good deep threat. Um, he's, he's a very good polished receiver for a young receiver. He's got a lot of skills that you like the ability to run routes, the ability to catch the ball underneath, and he's got a little bit of speed to get over the top of people. So I'm buying him 100%. Um, I wasn't sure about Marquise Brown until you said it, though. If Hopkins is going to miss six games and they're bringing back some older talent there, like guys like A.J. Green, I think Ertz is still coming back into the fold. They're getting getting old fast, and they've just lost Christian Kirk. So um, Yep. And I believe they lost Chase Edmonds, too, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yep. Chase Edmonds is in Miami.
2: So, yeah, based on the target shares and what you have available to you, it sounds like you – and I'm not a big fan of Marquise Brown, but for the target shares, you got to be in on that one. You got to be in on that one. Ace, what you got? Not quiet over there. I'm both. Oh, I'm out. Uh Bateman,
1: I'm eh, I'm not so sure. Maybe y'all talk me in, in Bateman on Bateman. Um I was I was already unsure about Bateman as it was. I mean just, I just I mean I don't see I didn't see enough production. Like you said, he was hurt, he was I on IR. Mark was like Why? So, tell
2: me why. I know what you're thinking, but to, uh no, I know I know what he's gonna say, but that's... just tell me why. Go ahead. It's the drops. It's the drops. <laughs> what I'm <laughs>
1: Drops. Yeah, it's the drops. And it, 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 it's the drops, but it's more so of, it's it's not even really more so. It's more so of, I don't want to, it's just the laziness. I don't know if how many games y'all watch. I watch a couple of the Ravens games, obviously. When football is on, mm-hmm. I tend to watch football. Um, I've seen a bunch of Ravens games. It's just he doesn't put all into it. And then, and then we're throwing Colin Murray in there and – I don't know. Kyler Murray fell off towards like like towards like the end of the season. Yeah. The playoff yeah, game that. was abysmal. Um, I don't think Marquise Brown. And actually, well, this goes back to our, I, yeah, but see But um, this goes back to our conversation because I actually did find an episode, Sir point on Gallup and Galadex. But this goes back to our conversation. Um, I said then he's not a he's. A oh, playmaker, Brim? but he's not a difference maker. No. He's not going to make a difference. You draft him in your fantasy league. He, I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna say I don't think he'll make a, a big enough difference for you to draft him,
2: especially within the first. No. Like he's not that guy. In a funny way, and it's funny because you didn't say it. And, and I don't know Marquise Brown from anybody, but in a funny way, both of those guys, him and Kyler Murray, are almost simpatical because it seems like there's a funny entitlement. Around yes. both players. Yes. And, and I didn't want
1: to say it because I, I didn't want to seem like them. I was uh
2: No, 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 Like like I don't know them, but like like in the case of you you watch Marquise Brown, and, and not that this is Marquise Brown's fault because it's not. You watch him play, and there's a lot of Ravens games that I see too in my area. You watch him play and you're like, How did this this guy get moved for a first round pick? And that's right. who, that's what I look at. Then look at Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray is again, he's a talented, like you say, he's a talented player. He's a playmaker. He's not a difference maker necessarily. Right. And the entitlement with him also is there. So you got two guys that don't really – they don't really live to the reputation that they have for what they're given right. for. More. You like, got like, two again, cocky
1: guys who haven't shown enough to be cocky. Um, Marcus Brown, we see him, you know, I, I didn't get enough opportunities. But, bro, you were ranked 10th in the league in targets. You just didn't take advantage of those opportunities. And so, as it mean, goes,
2: man, to, to to who much is given, much is expected. And guess what? Right. He left me leaving more. Like you watch Kyle Murray, saying. you expect more of him, right? And and and, and right. Okay. And I, and That's I'm right. out yeah. for that reason. I can see it. I can see it. But I'm. But I will say this: I'm higher on Bateman, though. I'm a lot higher on Bateman.
1: Right. Like I said, y'all sold me on Bateman. I'll go in on Bateman because literally, I was on my notes. It says it. I'm unsure. I, I don't have enough information, but okay. he cannot be worse than Marquise Brown. He showed some promise, and if
0: that's what I gotta go off, then yeah. All so right, let's, I, let's, I, I'm uh, in on Bateman. I don't
1: know Marquise. I'm going
0: to skip Najee Harris. I don't think that that's a guy we really need to talk about. When I thought about it, uh, the only reason the only reason I brought him up is because was because there been Najee talk about him. his. And yeah that, yeah, that was one of the. Now that's a who <laughs> cares because Najee's going to get the work. That's that's what Tomlin does. The only thing that I brought, I want to bring up is that, yeah, the speculation of not they were exactly going to take his carries and <laughs> you know give them to somebody else because they didn't want to run him into the ground, but you know there were conflicting reports on that. But Najee Harris is a goon, so um, DK Metcalf though, I'm out on DK. Um, you don't have a quarterback that can get him the ball. Russell Wilson is in Denver. Um, he's Ow. not worth Ow. the ADP. Yeah, yeah, I'm out.
1: Will, if if I could show you my notes right now,
0: please don't say me. I here literally have in. three
1: row, words. It says out, all caps. No, 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 no. It says out in all caps, and then it just has Drew Lock next to it. I wrote Drew Lock. <laughs> That's it. There's, there's no. I'm not. There's no way you could be in on DK Metcalf. Nah, I, I this price in. is way too high. Oh, I'm you know in. what?
2: I'm in. Come on, you bro. are in. Wait, 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 I, I, wait, wait. wait. I gotta hear. What? I gotta hear. Wait. Wait, 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 wait! I'm in. I, I, I tell, I tell you why. I tell you why. He will be traded. He will be traded. Oh! I, I look. That guy cannot be happy. He wants, he wants a new deal. He's on a bad situation. He's not happy. If he's traded, he's going to a team that's going to use him and use him up good. I'm in. I'm in. If he's traded, I'm in. So with conditions, but I'm in. Okay,
0: I got it. Right. I'm I'm out. So he's he, out right now unless he's traded. Yeah. So like, three outs. Yeah.
2: Y'all wait, how, outs how about this? How about, this? how about this? How about this? Three outs <laughs> as long as he's, he's on out, like Seattle. August, right?
1: Yeah, in August. Yeah.
0: Three Right. Three outs
1: as long, so as, long, long as, as
2: they're we, we out. Yeah. All
0: right. We out. All all right. Right. Wrap, we can wrap up the show on these guys. Um court the Broncos wide receivers. Courtland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry, Judy. I'm in on all three. That's the kind of effect that Russell Wilson gives me when I'm looking at this wide receiver core.
1: Exactly. I was about like, saying, all right, in. I, I don't even have to explain I, it. In. I think listen, all of
0: them are going to be viable. To it's going to be I think it's going to be a very good. These are, these are breakout comeback whatever you want to call them candidates like they finally have a, a quarterback that can get them the ball and they're going to be fantasy relevant for sure. This year. And an ADP is not bad. Like, Cortland
2: Sutton. Which one the most, though? Because, well, I'm thinking of which what, one is the most I would be in on. And actually, you know what? The, the the player I'm the highest on the most on that team, believe it or not, is, is none of these guys. Is uh, Javante Williams. None of them? That's the one guy that, that I'm the highest on is is a running back.
0: Okay. I, I like okay. them. I if like I had to them. pick between the wide receivers. What I
2: like the most you, is Javante Williams. You know what? It's funny. I kind of like Corlin Sutton. Is, Even, you're not worried about injury. Melvin
0: Gordon getting in the way?
2: Uh, No, I'm not. Because Javante can give you both. Javante has the speed, yeah. power, and he can catch the ball at the backfield. Mel- Melvin Gordon is a good option. He is a good option, though. But there's a lot to like about Javante Williams. But at these receivers, man, I- I'm going to circle Corlin Sutton. The size, the red zone ability. And Tim Tim is a good one, too, though, because Tim – can definitely catch the ball down the field and score touchdowns that's what he does. And I believe Jerry's got something going on off the field, correct? There's something with Jerry, right?
0: Um he just had his case thrown out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He he was having some baby mama issues. Um and he got arrested, but it wasn't it was for DV, but it wasn't for DV. Like, they, it was more of a precaution as to why they arrested him. But it, everything's been cleared.
2: So the NFL with Will of Justice is always spinning. So, we'll see what, what happens there. But if there's a guy, like I said, I, I like – if I'm ranking them in this, this, the order that we have, mm, it's right. Cortland, Tim, then Jerry. But I do like the running back out of the backfield. I can't I can't argue with that. I'm really in on Cortland side. And you G. guys you, you guys are good with, with Albert O too, right?
0: Uh, I'm not. With Tim Patrick there, I think a lot of work will go. And
2: overall, the, the, Bronco, the Broncos are going to be a good team. man.
0: Yeah, uh, that we can agree on. I'm not sure about Albro O with the kind of wide receiver core that Russell Wilson has now. They may be going – he may be able to hit all those guys and make them substantial. Albro O could probably benefit, but I think there's other guys that I would take over him. Just saying. But, I mean, Ace, if you got anything else you want to add, you good?
1: I mean, I agree. I'm in. I don't need to say nothing else. All I, all I heard was Russell Wilson. That was already in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's close it down. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. LP, plug yourself one more time before we shut it down. Where can they find you? Twitter,
2: YouTube? Yes, sir, fellas. Y'all can find me on Twitter at SDQFlightCrew Flight Crew over at the elitewinners.com at LP Cruz on youtube at stonehall sports talking cowboys content all day actually a little sneak announcement i got a new thing dropping uh tomorrow new trailer dropping for a new podcast uh not cowboys related on the channel so um definitely gonna be a fun time as well
0: no we wait to check that out and you can follow us too at fantasy finest on across all your social media facebook instagram twitter TikTok at fantasy's finest you can also follow us at hype underscore finest And at black underscore Moscato. So thank you for listening. We appreciate all our listeners. Make sure you leave a review on Apple. Give us some stars. Show us some love. We always uh, appreciate the critiques. And this too will be ending up on YouTube. So all our people who may be listening on YouTube. Or just coming in. Thank you for checking us out. We will check you out on our next episode. So till then. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.